Hello everyone, welcome to Adult Orphan. This is a space to talk openly and honestly about grief, love, loss, and everything in between. I'm your host, Brittany Devon. Let's dive into our depths, show them some love, and be there for ourselves, shall we? So I want to begin sharing a little bit about me and my background. When I was three years old, my father was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's, and he passed when I was 15. That was 13 years ago. Last summer, I lost my mom unexpectedly one day to a heart attack. So that leaves me at 28 years old, trying to figure out this world without parents. It really puts into question a lot of things we were taught, a lot of patterns in our mind, in our being, in the way we live, where our priorities lie, when we're taught that family's everything, but what if there's no family to go home to anymore? So I really felt called in the loneliness that was 2020 on top of my grief with the whole world feeling ripped from underneath me, I felt called to create a space for me to verbally process and share with people my experience and how I feel and what I'm truly going through emotionally. Now, I have a lot of friends who have lost one or both parents and although I wish it upon no one, I do feel blessed to share experiences with them. And the depth of empathy and community and support that I felt and feel from these people is something that I aspire to share with the world to let people know that they're not alone. Now, this loss is not just about your parents. It could be a sibling, partner, friend, even the loss of yourself. Because some of the most painful feelings I felt this past year were feelings of losing myself. Feelings of everything within me breaking down. And I wanted to say, it's because I miss my mom. It's because I wonder what my dad would do. And now none of that was necessarily true. Yeah, sure, maybe I was missing their physical form. Maybe I was missing the feeling of them being around me. And maybe that was the root cause of these feelings within me. But once I dug a little deeper, I saw that I was really just looking for direction. I was looking for someone to affirm the ways that I was taught by them in the first place. And I was looking for someone to just tell me that I was okay. And that's what a parent really does, right? They tell us that we're okay. So what do we do in those moments when we don't have anyone to tell us anymore? We have to step up and we have to be that person for ourselves. But it's not as easy as they say it is. (laughs) It really isn't. Because when it comes down to it, that feeling of not enoughness, it really stems from childhood. And maybe not everyone relates to that feeling, but it's a big one that I carry in this world. I would have done anything 
for my parents. After my dad passed when I was 15, I went through two very, very dark years. Years of panic, depression, anxiety. I couldn't get off the floor. I couldn't eat. I could not be alone. These were fears that only grew and spread into my life. And I realized myself, I came out as queer when I was 17 and received support from my mom, not as much from the community that I grew up in, but, you know, they were understanding and tolerant, but not at first. But it didn't matter because my mom had my back and she knew. So feeling seen was all I really needed. And we put value on these people that raised us because that's how we're taught. That's what we're trained. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with that. But I knew that unless she validated my experience, I didn't feel as valid as a person. So now I'm 28 years old. I live in a new city. I'm trying to navigate an estate back home. And I am in this situation with my 24-year-old brother. And both of us feel like we don't know what the hell we're doing a lot of the time. And it's really, really, really difficult. Now, throughout this experience in this podcast, I will be sharing stories of this past, especially year and a half, but really my whole life of, you know, slowly losing a father for 12 years and moving into my grief, my coming out, my realization, and moving away from my family, which took me so long because I never wanted to leave my mom. And then not even a year of moving away from her, I lose her physically. And waking up to really the practices, what I needed, how I'm coming to be into myself. And honestly, most days I still feel very lost. lost. And most days I still feel a lot of pain. But my biggest lesson, especially in 2020, was compassion for myself. Compassion for the role that I had been given in this world, the role that I had undertook. It's really, really, really vulnerable to do something that was not modeled for us as a child. And my mom had a hell of a life while I was a child, but it was never modeled to ask for help. Unless you were completely shot down and weak and you were grabbing at someone and needing them and depending depending on them. That's what the level of help looked like for me. So feeling so much pain and then going to my depths and showing, telling me that I needed to tell people how much pain I have been feeling because people don't know unless we tell them and everyone is caught up in their own world. And it really is true that, you know, it happens, you lose someone and everyone's there for like the first week and then the funeral happens or whatever however you come to some sort of false closure through this obligation of what we think we're supposed to do and everyone says we'll be there for you but then come the first holidays and maybe you get a couple texts but a year later a year and a half later that's really not the case people are just absorbed in their own life and there's this weird sense of serenity when a life is lost because you feel 
how important and fragile your life is and nothing else seems to matter and everyone takes off work and everyone's there in my case and I was very grateful for all of that support but people seem to lose that again they all get absorbed into the ways of the world and the ways that things absorb us and that we're taught to allow things to absorb us and here I'm sitting like okay, (laughs) especially in this quarantine, like, okay, I just have me. I really, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, I have me. And I remember being in therapy last November 2019 and sitting there and talking to my therapist and saying, I was just, I was crying and I was like, I feel so alone. And she said, you'll find your community. This is where the phoenix rises and you'll rebuild it. And I remember thinking like, that's impossible. I don't know how I'm ever going to find anyone. And I felt so hopeless. And here I am a little over a year later and I have found some of the realest, truest people that love me that I never knew was possible. And that actually support me and my growth in a way that I feel that would be harder to do if my family was still running in the same way because I would feel like I had to morph and transform myself back or try to convince people to change of some other way that I was now seeing because I wouldn't feel safe to truly show up as who I was now and that's something that is really a gift in my grief but I wouldn't choose it This is not the life that I live, I would choose to live, but at the end of the day, it's the cards I was dealt, and there's so many spiritual philosophies I've delved into, so many things that I was even taught by my mom about how we choose our our circumstances, our lives, and we choose what we're here to learn, and it's easier for me to admit that or see that when it comes to someone else. I feel like I see it with 2020 vision, but with myself, I just feel like I'm walking around with my eyes closed most of the time. And that's okay too. And everything is okay. And that's what I'm trying to tell myself in each moment. My hope here is to create a community for anyone going through any sort of loss, life transformation, or just wanting to celebrate who you are and the progress that you've made. I believe it's so important for people to feel seen, feel seen in who we are, feel seen in our pain. And I want to share a quick story with you all. Throughout the recent years, I found an app called Insight Timer, and I found a woman named Sarah Blondin. Her meditations have completely transformed my life. I would listen to them during a root canal. I would listen to them and find their messages seeping in. I remember the night that I found out about my mom and I got home and I just couldn't sleep. And it was 3 a.m. and there was a storm. And I remember laying in bed and I... I knew my mom loved storms. I was never really a huge like fan of them. That has since changed, but they scared me as a kid. And I was like, I said out loud, that's you, mom, isn't it? 
huge clap of thunder in the sky. And I swear I heard clear as day, remember your unstoried self. Now this is a message that I remember hearing through one of Sarah's meditations, but at the moment I didn't remember that. And I actually, clocking back, was listening to Sarah at the moment of my mom's passing. I just didn't know it at the time. So I, that was my motto. Remember your unstoried self. I remember, you know, the people showing up. What funeral service do you want to use? What do you want to do with her body? What do you want to... All of these questions being thrown at me. Like I was on a war zone dodging bullets and so completely overwhelmed. And all I could hear in my head was, remember your unstoried self. When I was standing there greeting people with a fake smile and well wishes at her funeral when I just wanted to be curled in a corner in a dark room, remember your unstoried self. Now this is a theme that has carried through to me. Because we are more than our stories and we are more than what has happened to us. And I'm trying to tell myself that every day because the mind has a way of trying to convince us of something else. But the moments that I feel the most ease and the most that I can feel seen are the moments that I do feel seen. Whether it's by myself, I take a moment. I'm gasping for air and I take a moment to close my eyes and see myself. Or I share a vulnerable part of me with someone I know and trust and love. And they see me and they affirm me and they don't need to change my pain. They see me. So when I feel seen in my pain, that's when I feel like I can remember the truth of who I am, the essence that lives within me, and that I can remember my unstoried self. So thank you all for joining me for this introductory episode. I love and appreciate every single soul. And if you come across this, I truly believe that you were meant to. Please reach out with any messages, any questions, any topics you would like discussed because I could make it as third dimensional or as spiritual as any of you wish and I really want to know what you want to hear. My motto as an artist is that even if one piece of art helps anyone, it's worth creating, even if it's the person making it. So this is truly helping me and I thank you all for creating the space to hear me. I see you. Thank you for seeing me.